Hallelujah. Said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Life is better. Say my life is better. My life is better. Woo! No matter where you're at in your situation, no matter where you're at in your circumstances, your life is already better. At least you got some answers. At least you know where you're going. You know where you're heading. I'm telling you, life gets better when you, you have the direction that you need. Can you, you remember when you didn't have answers and you were under the heaviness of the oppression? Oh, my goodness. I tell you, I, every time I hear C.C. whining, I'm just like, Lord, I just go up to heaven with Jesus. I'm like, oh, I'm with Jesus right now through the singing of C.C. whining. She has a program on, and I told Pastor Melina after seeing her with her family, I told her, I love that lady. you got to watch the interaction between that family because there's love in that family. There's, there's love. You can smell the love through the screen. Sometimes when you come to church, when you're with your church family, you can smell the love that's in the house. Praise God. Man, God's doing good. Say, I'm doing good. Come on. You're doing good when Jesus is in the house. Hey, come on. Let's. I feel, I feel a, a brush arbor, a brush arbor spell coming on. <laughs> Woo! Come on, praise you, Jesus. Say, I got answers on the inside of me. Look at your neighbor. Say, you got answers on the inside of you. Come on, Hallelujah! Y'all may be seated. Praise the Lord. I, I tell you, that song just worked it in me, I tell you. Uh, faith kids, you, you are released. You can go to your, 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 your class. All you children, you are released. It's good to be on this side of victory, amen. amen. Good to be on this side of victory. Yes. Look at those kids, I tell you, man, God's doing great things in them. Yes. God's doing great things in them kids. And send them back home. When, when they come back home, they're going to be better. Well behaved. Learning how to honor their mother and their fathers. So they can live a long life. Come on. Come on. That's how you get things in part. That's how you get your kids to live. You tell your kids you want to live a long life. You honor your mother and your father. You want to live a short life. Well, then that's a, that's a great way to live a short life. Not honor your mother. Honor your father. And that, what does that honor mean? It just means you're there, not only you're there for your parents, but you're there to support them. You're there to be an aid to them. You're there to be a supply to them in their, in their time of need, right? Yeah. And so we, we got to get on top of certain things. Amen. Yeah. We're getting on top of things because we don't want our kids going through life wondering why they're struggling. Yeah. We don't want them to go through life struggling, going through the hard life that it doesn't have to be. Right. We teach them how to honor now so when they get older... And, and, and part of that, that teaching of honor comes through us That's right. as parents. We're, we, we are modeling what honor looks like, That's right. particularly if the way we talk about others. Yeah. Yeah. The way we talk show, reflects the honor that's in the house. Yeah. If we're suspicious, we're going to reflect suspicious attitudes towards people. And then it'll bleed in everything. They'll be suspicious of the boss. They'll be suspicious of the neighbor. They'll be suspicious. They, they won't trust nobody. And I'm telling you what, when you don't trust anybody, there's no honor and no trust. 
Because really, when you trust somebody, you trust what they say. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was somewhere and I did a little mini poll. And I asked, and I asked a group of uh, uh, high school kids, how many of you trust this particular news network? And they go, we don't trust that news network at all. I go, I'm starting 90%, 80%, went all the way down, down to 10%, and maybe just that much. And really, you don't trust them at all. One person while said, I go, I might 45%. I go, and she goes, do you think that's high? I go, that might be a little high. <laughs> and, and, and the whole thing is, is I thought to myself, that's not good. It's not good that we can't trust people. It's not a, it's 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 really a dangerous place because when it's time and it's needed to trust and honor people and and look at what they're saying it might be true that's not good. But, but I'm not talking about the world. Forget about the world because they already shown their cards. I'm talking now about the church. You and I should be coming from a place of truth. Do you hear what I'm saying? And part of truth is saying the right thing, speaking the right thing, come in agreement with the word, honoring people with our words. Because what you can say one thing that contradicts uh, what you believe. And guess what? You have you are surrounded not only by a cloud of witnesses, but you're, su- you're surrounded by a, a host of children. Come on. Praise God. <laughs> they're like they're paying attention. You can't tell them. Look away. Look away. No, they're paying attention. They heard everything. They heard mama say, don't tell them that I'm home. When you're home and, and you, they pick up the phone. I don't, we don't have that issue anymore. And I can just let it go into voicemail. But back in the days, people, you, ha- you only had a phone. You picked up that phone and, and every, no, you, there was no caller ID. So if you didn't want it to, you, and you, you had to pick up the phone because you didn't know if that was the call that you needed to call because now it was being blended in. Thank God we, we, we've getting past those things. But here's the thing. The whole concept and idea is, is that we honor how we say and how we talk. We honor the words. We honor our commitments. We honor our commitments. If we give someone our word, we do it to our own hurt. We do it. We do. We we keep our word because our word is our sacred bond. Too many believers are just throwing out, giving out their word. I'll see you Sunday. And you're like, I'll see you Sunday, pastor. I'm like, okay. And then they don't show up. What's even worse is you're lying to the pastor. Don't lie to your pastor. Don't, 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 don't listen. Don't lie to God's vessel to you. He's speaking over your life. I don't know why I said that, but that's all free. I don't know why I just kind of felt like I just had to include that. Because some folks don't even know. It's like we just don't know that our words are that important. We don't know. We're, we're using our words casually. And then, and then God, then when it's time for your prayers to come to pass and, and say, cause say, you know what that person used, Lord, they always use their words casually. Cause you know, you got accuser of the brethren, right? And they say, I don't know why my words never come to pass. Cause if half of what you said came to pass, you would either be dead. Everyone around, would you be dead? And everything, everything over, over. thank God for the grace of God yeah. that you don't get everything that you say. Yeah. Yeah. But when you start honoring your word. Honoring what you speak, Satan and Satan can't use an argument against you about how you talk. And then he says, I, I got nothing to say because every time they speak, it's in line with your word. That's good. Come on. When they say they're going to do something, they, they follow their word. And then God says, you know what? He's been speaking blessings. And so I know that my word is in his mouth. And because my word and he's in agreement with me and I'm in agreement with him, it can come to pass. Amen. I can use him. I can use her. That's why it's, when you're young, it's, that's why when you're young, it's important to make sure your words are straight. Yeah. 
You hear me, kids? Uh-huh. So important to get your words straight now. Yeah. It's so important to get your thinking straight now. So it's so important because your words and your thinking are tied together. Yeah, that's right. Amen. You know, I was reading that Richard Sigmund um, book and one thing he kind of references and and I, and I started just meditating on that. He says, you know, your, your thoughts and your words are recorded in heaven. That's his, what he said in his, in his book. And so I thought I, t- I really took that um, as if it came from the Bible. I mean, I'm very serious I, in that particular portion because I thought to myself, Every word, and I know because the scripture talks about every word and every, every word, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be judged for it. But then there's so much about the word about the way you think. In Genesis chapter 6, when, the, when the, the flood came, before it came, every man's heart was continually to do evil. Didn't say they were talking evil. It said it was in their heart continually to do and think evil. So heaven was paying attention to what they were thinking. I'll tell you what, if, if heaven wants, is paying attention to what you and I think, boy, I, I'm going to I'm gonna ch- pay attention to what I'm thinking. Boy, I'll tell you, when I, when, I, when, I, when I heard that, I was just like, Lord, I need to get on top of it. I just started repenting on the old thoughts and ways I was thinking. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Old ways of thinking, Lord, I repent about thinking wrong about other folks. Had a feel. Feelings that I've had of other folks. Lord, I repent. I ain't thinking that in a way no more. Because thinking, thinking will produce speaking. Uncontrolled speaking will, will create uncontrolled talking. Like it or not, because you're, you're meditating on something long enough, sooner or later you will vent out. Well, I just got to vent. Right? Because it's all locked up. I just got to vent. I just gotta let it. Sometimes you just got to let it all out. And then you feel better. For a second, for a second, and you keep doing that, and next thing you know, you're, you're, you're recognizing you're starting to feed something there. You're feeding something, and then it grows bigger and bigger, and then you get root of bitterness is coming there. You get, you get hard feelings towards other folks, and then, and then you don't trust anybody because the way you talk has produced that bitterness, on, and it gets deeper. And it's deeper and it's deeper. And even when people are kind to you and you like them, even then you will be suspicious of the people you like. <laughs> like, what are you trying to say to me? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Come on, Pastor. What are you trying to say, preach? Yeah. <laughs> tell me I'm right here. Yeah. Well, I'm, tell- I'm going to tell you right here. It's time to give up your old way of thinking of others. Yeah, I'll be very upfront with you, all of you right now. That, I mean, there was, when I started repenting about the way I thought, there were thoughts that they just tried to slip in that, were so, that had been so subtle over the years. Yes. So subtle. And I remember what Over says over there in 2 Corinthians. It goes, be, uh, capture every thought to the obedience of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Every, capture every little thought. And I mean, I'm hopping in the shower. I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I repent over that thought right now. I ain't going to give it an inch. I'm not going to give it a moment. I'm not going to give it a give, give it a second to just resonate. Lord, I repent. Lord, I repent. And, and some people say, well, you know, that's the devil. Shoot. I don't care if it's the devil. Right. Yeah. Uh-uh. The fact that he tried to land. Yeah. Uh-uh. I ain't giving it a chance to land. Yeah. And if it's my flesh talking to me, then I'm, I'm then I, Evidently, not allowing my, my mind or my uh, my mind, uh, my spirit man to rule over my mind as much as I should be. Yeah. So these things are sacred to God. Yes. Your thought life is sacred to God. 
He looks at your thought life continually. He knows what you're thinking. Can you imagine playing cards with God? You're going to lose. He knows what's in your hand. He knows what you're planning to do on your next move. He knows the intent of your heart. You can't cheat on Uno with Jesus. What do you call that game where you're, you're, you're putting the cards out? No, it's a 21. You're, you're, you're putting the cards out and you're stacking the cards and you're bringing it. Rummy. He knows what you're doing when you're, when you're playing in Rummy that you're, you're holding. You're holding. You're like, oh, I'm trying to hold this one card so I can bring it in. He knows when you're holding. You're not laying them down. He knows when, he knows when you're cheating. He, know, he knows it. And you're like, well, um, well, you know, maybe I'll just cut a corner here. Maybe I just want, maybe I just will throw a blind eye. You know, the scripture talks about throwing up blind eyes. Yeah. He says, you throw up a blind eye and you act like you don't even see it. And he knows, and he knows that you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> we do that with our kids. Act like we didn't see them, that little Tommy hit, hit Trisha. Or, or Bobby, or Bobby hit Devin, or 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 so on and so forth, and we pretend like we because we don't want to we don't want to invest the time of correction because it tires us, and we do the same thing with our mind. We don't want to correct our way of thinking because we feel as if though it wearies us. But you will reap in due season if you do not weary, grow weary. You, you've just got to get on top of that mind. I'm going to start thinking straight. I'm going to start thinking right of people. I'm going to start thinking right of my sister. I'm going to start thinking right of my sister-in-laws. My sister's in outlaws. I'm going to start thinking of them. Right. I'm telling you, boy, this stuff, this stuff gets bigger and bigger. You start to find out. You start dealing with one area of thought that you were thinking, that you were corrected, and then the Lord is showing you another area. Like, well, I thought I was on top of this. And the Lord said, oh, Lord, no, you ain't done there. Let's go over here now. It's sort of like cleaning the house, right, ladies? That man, he goes, honey, can you help me clean the house? He's all he does go, oh, he just throws a couple trash cans away. And, he goes, and he's very proud that he threw the trash. Well, honey, I threw the trash away. I did what you told me. I helped clean. And he, he just did like a half effort. He threw the trash cans away, but he forgot the trash. It was sitting on the tables. Right? Alexa, it was Alexa. No, she goes. <laughs> Most women know. And, and most men know, because, because whatever's interested to you, you'll stay on top of. Whatever you're interested, you'll stay on top of. And, and every one of us need to be interested in, in changing the way we think. Not allowing an impure thought to even try to sink in for a moment. Look at Bobby. He's sure a fine looking man. Look at him. But the problem is you married. You ain't married to Bobby. Well, look at her. You start and you start going back in history. You go back in your history, your Rolodex of, of experiences and, and thoughts. And oh, I wish I could have done this better. And look at cast all your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. Deal with every wicked little thought that would try to get you off and get you on the other. Get you going. Because that's what the devil will try to do. He tries to shoot them red arrows at you. Try to get you off. Try to get try to get you away from right thinking. Boy, I tell you, boy, that devil's sneaky. He's so sneaky. Let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter six. And I mean, this this is a lifestyle. This is a way of living. Every day is a, it, it, it is it, it particularly 
If you haven't been on top of this for a while, and you've just let your... How many of you on your computer have a garbage bin? Little trash. You throw all your old files in there. Have you ever go in there and notice it, 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 that you're like, man, my computer's slowing down. And, but notice that as soon as you empty that bin, all of a sudden your computer frees up. Because you haven't been throwing out the bin. It's, it's been just it's an accumulation of uh, undeleted files. And you haven't deleted them down and they affect the, the, the flow of your machine. There's a lot of things on the inside of you that you've thrown in the bin, and, but you still haven't deleted it permanently. It's still surfacing there. It's still, it's still there, but you haven't been dealing with it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25, it says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor what you put your body on or what you will put on it. Is not, is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor do they reap, gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Come on, which of you, by worrying or taking on concerns, taking, thinking of the past, thinking of all that you should have done, could have done, would have done, how you could have made things better, how, how you made things worse. And sure, you could have made things worse. But how is it going back in history going to add, yeah. add one thing to you? It never, never, never will add to you. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing you can do is change the way you respond to life. Yes. That's, that's the only thing you do. I'm changing the way I respond. Yeah. And the way you change, the, the way you respond to life is by capturing every thought. And holding it captive to the obedience of Christ. Everything, everything captive. I'm not letting it have its second. Because it tries, it tries. I mean, you're just sitting there. You're just, you could be alone in a quiet room. That's why it's so important to have good music that, that loves the Lord on the radio. Because it will take you someplace. Yes. Just as well as your oldies will take you to place. Right. Just as well your country music will take you to place. Yes. Yes. Just as well as your uh, B95 hip hop music will take you to places. Um, it, all that music every, it's, it's designed to take you someplace. Yes. And it takes you someplace. Some music make, you know, you, you play queen, we will rock you. What does it make? You get all pumped up like you're going to get ready to get down in a fight. Come on, man. Let's, we're we're going to play some football, right? You, you, it takes you to a place, yeah. right? Yeah. So music is designed to take you places. Yeah. See, when I said that and I, and I brought out that old song, some of you were already thinking, yeah, I remember the, it's football season, right? It, what, why? Because that music is designed to take you to a place. And I mean, I love listening. You've heard me mention, I've been listening to David Ingalls. I love it because there's purity in it. I love, I love the purity of heart. I love the sweetness in it. And the more I listen, the more, I, the more sweeter I feel I am becoming as a human being. I feel like I'm becoming kinder. I feel like I'm becoming more tenderhearted. I feel like I'm becoming more understanding. Do you hear what I'm saying? And, I, and, I, then I, and, then I, and then I found someone else I really like. And I saw her talking on her little show and and with her family. And I said, I like that person. I follow people who, who there's a sweetness on them. And I love how she was sweet with her sisters, her mom. I love the way they all laughed together. And then when she, they sang, I'm like, okay, 
Now I get where that anointing comes from. Now I know where that anointing comes from. It's from that sweetness, that purity. That anointing doesn't come from just, you know, talent. It comes from a sweetness on the inside of you, a genuine sweetness. And people know when you're real. People know when you're real. People know when you're not fake. People know when you're going, you're struggling. People know it. And people, when people are around you, they shouldn't, they should never look at you and look at you and wonder, like, I wonder if they're mean or not. Yeah. I always thought you were mean all these years. I just thought you were mean, but you're the most, they should never think that you're mean. When they look at you, they should see the sweetest, most kindest person walking down the street. That's right. They, 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 they see you and they're just drawn to you. Yeah. They see you like, they, they know that you have something that they don't got. That's right. And you know what you have that they don't got? You got the Lord. That's you got the greater one living on the inside of you. You got the love of God shed abroad on the inside of you. I mean, you everywhere you go, and they know that they can come to you and ask for help, and they know that you won't look down on them. They, they know that they, they can trust the information, that you're not going to give them a, a part answer that's going to leave them in a, in, a, in a crunch or leave them in a lurch. Some people, some people, some people are just, that's just how the world is. I'll give them a little just information just to help them. But I ain't giving them the whole answer. Let you struggle. And not, and not even teach you how to do it the right way. Because that's how the world is. Especially corporate world. You know, they were sitting there watching each other and like, hmm, they ain't even doing it right. And, and they were showing how to do it right by someone else who was gracious. You got to be gracious enough to be a help to someone else. Praise the Lord. But all happens to starts with that thought life and how you think about others, how you think right about others. A pure heart is, is priceless. A pure heart before the Lord is priceless. The Lord sees a pure heart. And guess what the Lord wants to do? He wants to jump up and help that person with a pure heart. You see evidences of a pure heart seen in Joseph. When approached by a woman to, 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 to do something that is not suitable in the eyes of God, who tries to bring him into her bedroom to, so that she can have her way with him. But knowing that he's, he's not, you know, he could have done it, nobody else was watching. But God was watching. God was watching. And him, he not wanting to displease his father, decided that he was going to do what was right, regardless of what anybody else saw. And then God used him. And when he was thrown into jail, you thought, well, if there was mercy, then God wouldn't have thrown him into jail. Look, God didn't throw him to jail. That man threw him into jail because he didn't want to he didn't want to deal with his wife who he knew was lying. Don't, don't find it odd when people are, 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 what's that word, unreasonable towards you because of their own problems. This man was unreasonable in his attitude to his own problem. And for him to not be able to, the only way for him not to deal with his own problem was to throw Joseph in his jail. Because yeah, right. he knew he had a woman that was not, that was not faithful. So now he's in prison. But God still gave him favor. God still showed him mercy. In fact, the jail keeper didn't even have to watch over after Joseph. In fact, he trusted everything. He never had to look on upon the affairs of Joseph because he knew he would do things right. That's, right. That's, right. That's how you know you're doing things right. Yeah. 
When your boss don't have to come over and look over your shoulder and say, did they do that right? Did they show up early today? Did they show up on time today? Or they're on Mexican time because, you know, everybody likes to say, I'm on Mexican time right now. No, they were on time. They, they were there where they were supposed to be. And see, Joseph had a reputation. See, when a pure heart comes into play, a reputation it, like that is, is one where God says, come on, we're going to set this guy up. He's been suffering for a while. We're, we're going to somehow make this up to him. 13 years of being faithful in a prison brought him to the penthouse, brought him into rulership out of something where he never had his own. And God gave him his own out of deciding that I'm going to have a pure heart. I'm being very frank. I could barely ache and cry of all the years. I just wasn't thinking straight. Oh, I just wasn't thinking you're straight all these years. I've done things and, you know, belly aching about, you know, I, I wish I could have done this with my kids. I wish I would have done that with my kids. I'm all the mistakes I made with my kids. Oh, I've made lots of mistakes. I've been a horrible example over the years. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me where I felt that way. I'm telling you where I felt that way. And the Lord's saying to me, he goes, Marcus, you don't have to stay there. You can change it right now. Start purifying your heart. Quit accusing yourself of all your mistakes because you can accuse yourself out of the blessing. You can accuse yourself and come in agreement with the evil one who's accusing you. Don't come in agreement with the devil because he'll accuse you and you will rob yourself because you will see yourself as undeserving of God's blessing. But when he's soon decided, he's like, I'm going to have a pure heart. A pure heart can start at any moment. It doesn't matter about your past. It doesn't matter if you were saved and you made a lot of mistakes. A pure heart can start now. It can start today. A pure heart can say, do you know what? I'm not allowing those old ways of thinking to dictate my life anymore. I'm capturing every thought. When people walk in, situations, music, I choose to turn my heart to the Lord. I choose my heart. Remember when Jesus, remember when, when they wrote, when Moses wrote, rose the serpent in the air and they were, all who gazed on the serpent, when they gazed upon the serpent, they were healed. Same thing. So they said, Jesus said, goes, that is going to be me. I'm like the serpent that, that, that Moses lifted up. So shall the son of man be. So in other words, when your problems are getting hard, when things are getting difficult, keep your eyes on Jesus because that's the healing and the restoration for your life. That's the healing and restoration for your soul. That's the healing and restoration for your mind. That's where you're going to get purity from. So when you feel bombarded, like you feel overwhelmed, like how am I going to do this? Just keep your eyes on him. Because that's where the freedom is. That's where the liberty is at. I tell you, man, you just get lost in Jesus, boy. Then and, and then you just start pure. But you know, I love the scripture it says purify your heart. Well, cleanse your hands from iniquity. That's good news for you and I. That means we could do it under the word of God. Purify our hearts, cleanse our hands from unrighteousness. In other words, from work, from doing things that are not right. We can do it at any moment. And when we do it, the favor of God shows brightly in our lives. Boy, I mean, we could use more favor now, couldn't we? Yeah. They call you up because they can't trust. Them. Joy, I, I can't trust anybody else. I can only trust you because you're the only one that shows up on time. You're the only one that does your job when no one's looking. Yeah. 
I remember one job I was working the register and they asked me to be a manager. I go, why? Why do you want me to be a manager? Because we see you close your, your shop. Every time you close your area, you count down the money perfectly. You put it all in order. I mean, things, I didn't think they were paying attention. I made sure all the hundreds were faced the right way. All the twenties were the right way. I made sure they were nice and flat and crisp. Because I knew, I didn't know this, but I had a feeling that they would probably put it through a thing, count it and do everything. I wanted to make it easier for whoever was counting or doing their next step. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Not knowing that I was being watched by a camera up above watching me doing my job right. I just wanted to make sure. And then I make sure I swept my area. I made it sure to look good like it was like I wanted them to feel like they were coming into a Mar Neiman Marcus. Even though it was just one of those. It was a Walmart. Come on. I worked at a Walmart sporting goods. I wanted them to feel like they were coming into the next level. Yeah. Why? Wh where did I get that from? I got that from my church. That's right. I got that from my church. I got that thinking from my church. Yeah. I want it to look good when nobody else is seeing it. That's right. That's I want to see the rewards of my prayer life, but when no one else is seeing it. You don't get no rewards from a God through prayer life that you don't participate in. Praise God. Don't shout me down because I'm preaching, but I feel like I'm really on fire this morning. I feel like I'm going to take off running. So why do you think about the clothing and consider the heirs of the lilies of the field? They neither toil nor they spin. And yet I say to you, Solomon, even in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these little ones. Yeah. In other words, these little ones lived out to their full potential. You can live out to your full potential right now. You don't have to wait. Yeah. Yeah. I said you don't have to wait. Good. You can live to your full potential now. Yeah. Start, if you learn it now, how to, how to take control of the way you think now. At your age, at whatever age you are right now, from, I'm starting with the young folks. If you can do that right now, by the time you're 50, you will be rich. Do you hear what I'm saying, young ones? If you can do that right now, I don't care what everybody else is doing. It's so hard. No, it's not hard. First, you've got to put that way of thinking out of your mouth and see where it comes from. Only the devil would tell you it's so hard. Oh, I can't go to church all the time. It's so hard. Things the pastor preaches, it's so hard. It's not hard. It's easy. The more you do it, the easier it gets. You're at work all day. You don't have to be thinking about all this. At least you get, when you get home, you're like, I'm going to think about the word. At least when you're, you know, at least you got, you got, you got tasks to keep you distracted with. But when you're in the full-time ministry, guess who it is? It's just you and your thought life. Every day, you, fit, you, you in the full-time ministry, what, go, I just wish I could be in the full-time ministry. Why? So you could face your thought life every day? The one that you didn't check the whole entire time? Yeah. And then find out when you get in the full-time ministry, i got to start doing this thought life. I didn't realize I had so much going on up there. Uh -huh. I'm telling you, it's easy when you have a job. Because yeah. at least you can, you're distracted with the work. Yeah. Come on. Some people, people forget that. But when, you, but when you're not working, when you're not in school, then, then you have to start dealing with you. Kind of reminds me when, um, when we were working, we were dealing, working at, uh, at the, I was working at the Portable Developmental Center. And then you have this one person causing, stirring up a scene, having all kinds of behaviors, getting into trouble, doing this, doing it every time they were there. Blah, 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 blah. And man, one day we just decided to take that person, move them to a different unit. All of a sudden it was quiet for a day. But then we started realizing other things. Things that we couldn't pay attention because we were distracted by the one. Yeah. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. 
You remove one distraction. And now you get to see what's really going on. Because you weren't focused because you were so distracted with this thing in your life, with work, with with school, with uh, with kids. But then now you got to deal with you. Deal with you and your way of thinking. And your way of thinking is always there in the background. Quietly just sitting there. It's like a little, it's like a computer. The only thing you can hear is that hum. You know what's on. Because it's keeping you up till 3 a.m. You're just going over all this. I could have told him that years ago. Boy, I just remember. Boy, the devil just take you back onto things. Old way of thinking. Old ways of responding that you wish you could have, you wish you could have responded better. Hmm. Boy, I could just tell him a thing or two. If I could have just done it all, I'd just tell her. I just, boy, I could just, boy, I'm, and, you, and you can feel it. You can feel the anger. You can feel the hostility. If I ever see them walking down the street, I'm going to walk on the other side. My brother Hagen said, I'm a, he saw he had a, had, a, had a relative. He said, I was going to get ready to walk on the other side. The next thing the Lord said, nope, you go back. You go back and you deal with it. And he said, I walked down the street and I goes, I must have looked at her with the eyes of love. And that poor old soul sat down there and said, oh, we're so sorry. Because it was over an inheritance. Oh, we're so sorry. Just put your hand. Would you just pray for me? Lay hands. Because I just need prayer. He goes, he goes, we all need prayer. He goes, he goes sure enough, we, she, she's right. She sure didn't need a lot of prayer. But guess right? She was right. We all need a lot of prayer. Yeah. We all need some help. Right. The only way you and I are ever going to be mature. I don't care how old you are. Let's just make this clear. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you even have kids. I'm talking to all of you right now. I don't care how old you are, how old you or mature you think you are. The only way you truly are going to get mature is unless you start dealing with your mind. The only way you're truly going to prosper God's way is until you start dealing with that mind and how you think. God is wanting to straighten our thinking out. That's the only way you're going to get change in your life anyways. You want change, but you can't change because you're not dealing with your mind. Did you hear what I said? You want change, but you can't change because you're not dealing with your mind. I'll say it again. You can't change because you want to change, but until you change the way you think, change will never happen. It won't happen. Because you're not dealing with the way you think. A little thought comes in for a moment. Oh, yeah, I remember her. And you start just a little mind and just all of a sudden just... Next you know, the devil just takes you country mile. He starts people. He says, oh, they're thinking this little thought. Let's bring back the, let's bring back the HDD projector. We're just going to, here, remember this, remember this. And, you, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going to have to say it. You're going to have to say it out loud. Hold on. No, I repent, Lord. I repent, God. Whoa, that was quick. Whoa. Why are you doing that? Because we are fighting for our hearts. We are fighting for our minds. And if heaven is recording everything, I don't want, I don't want the Lord says, remember this? How you were thinking all this? I go, I don't want, I don't want any of that. I want to say, here's Dela Cruz. He got a pretty clean chart, Lord. He's going to look, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what I want. Do you know what I love doing every morning? I've gotten addicted to it lately. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I go to Pastor Melina. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then we start yelling. And the neighbors think we're weird. (laughs) And I'm okay with it. I ain't got no depression. I ain't ain't taking taking Lunesta so I can sleep. (laughs) 
I don't have to look at no butterflies floating around the room. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about the side effects of Lunesta. It may cause you to drive, uh, drive sleep. You know, drive, they were, people, were, people were taking a drug and they were driving unaware that they were out driving. They were sleep driving. You've heard of sleepwalking. Think about sleep driving. That was one of the side effects. And I thought about life sometimes. I'm like, how did I get here? Was I sleep driving? You don't want to be doing no sleep driving. That's, that's not safe. It's not safe. And when I heard that, I go, have I ever gone sleep driving before? And he thought about some, I heard about an accident. It sounded kind of familiar. Was I there? Praise God. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Because we're moving. We're moving with our thought life. Improving the way we think. Not thinking the way we used to. Not putting up with old thoughts anymore. Men, men, I'm going to talk to the men, men, particularly you men. I'm not going to say women don't have this issue, but men, you're going to have to really be careful with your mind and how you let it think. You got to treat it like a, a like a like a dog. Like a dirty dog, like you just need to get that dog snapped into shape. You're going to have to be hard on that that mind. You're going to have to be hard if you especially if you're pe- I'm just people in general. If you have a habit of just thinking how you want to think, and you find yourself in a rut and you can't change, then you're going to have to treat your old way of thinking like a dirty dog. That means you have to be hard on that thing. You're going to have to discipline. You have to watch it. You're going to have to be hard with your discipline towards it because it's been doing what it wants for too long. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because some people aren't hard on the way they think. They think too highly about the way they think. Especially when you go, go to college, you got to be real careful. I, I graduated from college, so you got to be really careful that you don't think highly of yourself more than you ought, you ought to think. You can really think highly of yourself. You can really think you're like the, the peanut butter and, and jelly of all time. I mean, you think, you think you're on the top. And God says, no, you need to bring it back. Because you're no different than anybody else just because you've got a couple degrees under your belt. You hear what I'm saying? So you gotta, you got to keep yourself in check. Keep your attitude in check. And over here in Romans chapter 1, verse 18, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. What is revealed from heaven? The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has shown it to them. For this, for since the creation of the world, this invisible attributes or his invisible attributes are clearly understood by the things that are made, even the eternal power of the Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. And because they were not thankful, they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Thought life. Darkness comes. Darkness come, more darkness comes to those who are unthankful, who don't pay attention, and decide to serve God in a futile way. And the last thing you want and you're involved in your thought life is more darkness. The last thing you want is dark thinking. Because you'll stumble around. You ever see a blind person, like in those movies, groveling around in the dark? They don't know where they're at. They're just, they're trying to feel, they're trying to find out where they're at. That's what it's like 
when you're not walking with the Lord. That's what it's like when you're serving God from an unpure heart. Your thinking is unclear because you chose not to do what he told you to do. You've chosen darkness and your own wisdom. And when you choose your own wisdom, not his wisdom, your own wisdom, and, and to do things your way and, and how you respond to life, it just gets darker. Less answers, less clarity, less, less more uncertainty. It keeps creeping in. And they're like, I wonder what, I, wonder, I don't know what to do. I don't know what, I don't know. I just, I just don't have anybody. I don't know. And you start, they, they start to clamor. They start to clamor. They start to like, they're just, they don't know what to do. That's not, that ought not to be on the, on the believer side. On the believer side, you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You walk in the light yes. and the truth. Yes. The voice of your shepherd, you sh- a voice of another, you shall not follow. No. And it's easy for you yeah. because you have a pure heart. Yeah. You, don't, you haven't allowed things to get in that shouldn't be there. Yeah. In fact, when things did get in there, you were like, someone's been in my house. I can see the footmarks in the clean house. When a house is clean, you can see the footmarks of an intruder. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they moved my book. It was turned this way. Mm-hmm. There's someone been in here that should not be in here. How do you know? Because you, you, God has given you insight to the insides of your heart. He's given you insight in how to take care of yourself, how to purify yourself, how to cleanse your hands from unrighteousness. He taught you. Where did you learn that? From the Bible. Where did you learn that? From church. I'm telling you right now, God is speaking to us right now, Joel. He's speaking to us. And, and what is his goal? What is his purpose? To get you and I to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I am getting to the other side. And every day we're, 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 try, we're doing that. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter 10. I'm preaching to myself today. I'm spending more time preaching myself lately than, than ever. I like preaching to me. I do. I like preaching to me. Like, boy, you sure are being hard today. No, I'm not being hard. It's not hard. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy to deal. It's getting, you know what? It's, it's, it's gotten easier. It's gotten easier. It's getting easier. And I'm telling you right now, because you're all as young as everybody is here right now, as young as everybody is here right now, I'll tell you, boy, it's going to get easier because you're getting on top of it right now. I had a great coach in wrestling who taught us great techniques. And the techniques, I always like technique and I always like paying attention technique because I know that if you pay attention to good technique, you will be successful. These are the techniques that will help you become successful. Spiritually, you won't be poor. You'll be rich God's way. And we want God's blessing on things. Amen. So over here in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts, exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity into the obedience of Christ. I am not a big fan of, this, uh, of, of certain versions of how they say things. Amen. 
He says, casting down arguments. Well, I, I understand what he means, what they mean by arguments, because the devil's arguing against you. But the King James says, casting down imaginations. Because it's not always an argument that you're arguing with, folks. It's an imagination that you're dealing with. And King James says an imagination. And what does that mean? It means a compilation. It means reasoning. It means imaginations, thoughts, a reckoning, a computation, a reason such as is hostile to the Christian faith. The judgments, the decisions such as conscious passes. It's a word, it's a word called logismos. It's, it's a Greek word. So you're dealing with an imagination every day. Every day you're going to deal with your imagination. Every day you have the, 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 the idea of where you're going to put your imagination on. Am I going to put the imagination onto God's plan? His leading, his promptings? Or am I going to waste it on something that I watched, a funny vine? Or a TikTok? Or a snap a who's it? Or a face muzz it? Or insta whatever? What am I going to put it on? Did you see this? Did you hear that? Purity of heart is what gets God's attention. You want to know what gets God's attention? A pure heart and a pure, heart, a pure mind? That gets his attention. He perks his head up. I got my eye on that boy. He's changing things. He's turning that, he's turning that franchise around over there. He's cleaning his heart. He's cleaning his mind. She's, she's doing, boy, she's just getting on top of things. She's worshiping me. She ain't, she ain't crying over every little situation that happens. He's not belly aching over her. She's not crying over him. They're not operating out of fear anymore. Because, you know, when you're not doing things right, you'll operate out of fear. Fear will become your, your uh, fear will become your iOS. Everybody know what I'm putting down when I say iOS? It's your operating system. It's how you operate, and God does not want you to operate out of fear. And because if you're not having, you're not keeping your heart pure, and you're not keeping it clean, and your hands are dirty from doing things that you shouldn't be doing, then your operating system needs to be changed. It's become corrupted, and you can do it anytime. You can do it anytime. You could decide, I'm going to start listening to the right music. I'm going to start not watching the wrong things. And when certain things come out, I'm going to turn my eyes. I'm going to turn my head. Because I ain't going to meditate on this. I'm not going to have to, I'm not going to want to have to deal with that thought all, week, all the day long, right before I go to bed or I'm going to sleep. I, I don't want to deal with that thought. I, I, want, I, I want a pure, I want, I need to, we need to get some, um, how should I say, we need to see some good positive outcomes in our life. Because the Bible says out of the, out of the heart flows the issues of life. Yeah. Things flow out of you. Things are always flowing out of us. What should be flowing out of you and I? Love. The blessing. Just It flows out of us. And when you look at folks who start purposing in your heart, you look at people with the sweetness in your eyes. Like you actually care about them. When you look at people, start looking at people like you actually care about. Like, how are you doing? How can I help you? Boy, that'll just start changing your world right there. Act like you're interested in other people other than what's going on in your own life. Boy, I tell you, when you start becoming others-minded, 
and start lifting up what God is wanting to do in this world, he'll start to lift you up. That's what happened with Joseph. That's what happened with Daniel. Because they were so focused on pleasing God, God lifted them up. And they had that testimony. And God, isn't God good? This isn't a funeral that we're at. We got our answers. We got our answers. And guess what? Guess what? We all getting better. Say, we're all getting better. We're all getting better. We're getting on top of some things this year, right? And we curse these flies that are flying around in here. Just curse them, Lord. Curse these flies. Amen. Did anybody get help this morning? Man, the, good, the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's the goodness. It's his goodness. It's when you see how good God is, when you clean things up on your heart, boy, you're going to be like, why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I clean up my motives a lot sooner? Why didn't I, why was I so slow? Don't be slow. Don't be slow to respond. As soon as you get out here, don't let the devil steal the word that was sown in your heart. Start applying to it. Start doing it. Well, that's where the blood, you start picking it up. Isn't I listen, that's why I love Brother Hagin. He, he, and, and that dealing with doubt and worry. He says, here I am. I'm dealing with, I'm, I'm sitting on my deathbed. I'm 15 years old. I'm about ready to die. And I, before I open my Bible, because I love looking at the caliber. I love looking at the table. Because I just love the word. I've always loved the word of God. And he said, well, you're gonna, they told him you're going to die real quick. And so he goes, well, if I'm going to die real quick, I'm just going to enjoy reading my Bible. Well, if I read through the Old Testament, I'm just going to take too long. I'm going to just focus on the New Testament. Who do you think was talking to him about focusing reading to the New Testament? It was the Lord. It was the Lord. The Lord told him to start. He's thinking it's him, but it's the Lord that's directing his path. So he starts in the New Testament. He gets up to Matthew chapter 6 and starts dealing with his worry. And he struggles with it. Because it was the biggest thing in his life that he had to deal with. But when he got over it, you think, man, a boy's about ready to die. God, why are you talking about worry when you should be talking about his flesh, right? You think, you would think that. But the worry was connected to the flesh. It was connected to the outcome. The heart is connected to the outcomes of your life. And what better, if you want a better direction of your life, if you want a better flow, start dealing with your heart. Amen? Amen. Well, I love you. We love you. God's good. God's goodness is great. Let's just say this. Let's just pray this out loud together. Dear Heavenly Father, today... I make a conscious effort to purify my heart, to cleanse my hands from all unrighteousness. I'm living the the life of the Lord, flowing out of me. In Jesus' precious mighty name.